Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace la Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Welcome back to Embrace the Musica this week. I hope that all the listeners are doing well now that we're about to wrap up yet another month of quarantine in 2020. It's a bit unreal that here we are at the end of October, the beginning of November, and rather than getting better, things seem to still be getting worse. Some days, I don't know about you, but for us, it feels like a bad movie that just won't end. Other days, I feel like we got this e-learning under control. I can manage to get my little kids connected to their Zoom classes while still showing up for my Zoom meetings and life goes on. So I started scripting out this episode last Saturday And as a teacher and an educator, I've always loved the weekends. All the other teachers know exactly what I'm talking about, or let's be honest, maybe all working adults feel this way. Because the weekends, we can sit on our computer if we want to, but we don't have to. Maybe we can watch a movie if we want to, or run, you know, for an hour outside, browse the grocery store aisles while wearing our masks. I did that last week. And despite the strange 2020 in year, I now find that going to the grocery store in my mask with my hand sanitizer and keeping my distance, that feels like such a welcome escape these days. An escape out of my house, away from the people that I have to talk to, And don't get me wrong, I love my children and my husband, but 2020 has just brought to light how much I savor time alone. It's why I often will go for a run or a bike ride or out to the patio in the super early hours of the day to do my exercise and just be on my own. The other great thing about Saturdays these days is that my husband usually takes the kids for three hours every Saturday to go see their grandpa, his father, who also lives here in Guadalajara. And it's seriously the best three hours of the week. Last week, as I said, I went to the grocery store. I made more coffee for myself. I was wearing an apron as I sat to gather my thoughts about this podcast because I was making yet another quarantine birthday cake. Our little girl turned three this week, and it was our third quarantine birthday this year, which is so strange that seven months have gone by and here we are in our homes. Some of us may be enjoying this extra family time. Some of us, or maybe all of us, are struggling with mental health and self-care in the middle of this pandemic. 
Some people are struggling with loneliness and not having close friends or family to see or spend time with. And I've read more articles of families and couples that are falling apart or marriages that are ending during 2020 than I care to see. It's been so hard for people. (laughs) Another friend just told me this week that one of her best friends split from her husband. They were married for over a decade. They have four kids and they're starting over. And I know that I have so many friends going through this or who have gone through this and I can't imagine how hard and how lonely these days can feel. Yet at the same time, spending 24-7 with somebody can be hard, especially if there's issues that have always been there and perhaps weren't dealt with as life can usually be pretty distracting and we figure out the routines to make life work, whether it's for the best or not. I know my single friends right now living on their own during such a lonely season has been hard. And I can't even imagine, like, not knowing how or where to find community or companionship in the middle of a pandemic. And it's this sentiment that has me thinking today, Saturday, during my coveted time alone, that is driving me to write or to talk about it on the podcast. Because to be quite frank, so many things in life are not ideal right now. I had a horrible week. And I'm still unable to express how upset I am about so many things that I've been dealing with this week. It's been rough letting go of maybe some relationships or taking a break, realizing that maybe we can't talk about politics and maybe we're just going to talk about weather for the rest of our lives. And it's hard when you've been attacked or asked to change your opinion to please someone else. It's hard to go back to how things once were, even if things were broken in the first place, even if so much just depended on appearance or competing for attention or what we thought was love. And going through all of these ups and downs this week without going into details, a lot of it has to do with dealing with hurt as an adult. It doesn't get easier. As a child, I guess I just sort of assumed that my parents didn't feel the same pain that we do as kids. But I'm realizing pain can be a lifetime companion. We can't avoid pain and we can't fix the problems as easily as we can put back together the Legos that just fell off the table and may cause a few tears for a five-year-old. Life isn't like that. Pain isn't like that. We can't just put things back together after they fall apart. Pain can be a lifetime companion, or maybe it just pops in and out of our lives from time to time. Joy can also be a lifetime companion, and it also may pop in and out of our lives during different seasons in different ways. And I think through the ups and downs of quarantine, the last seven months have given us a lot to digest. The political landscape of the US as we approach an election in the next few days has been terrifying. The way that people talk about other people is depressing. The privilege I see or grew up with, it makes me feel sick. So many things, so many heavy things are weighing on me this week. And I'm realizing, as silly as this may sound, but 
not only do we feel things as adults, but we feel them often deeper because we have a better understanding of the intentions behind them. And through it all, I also realize that I'm not stuck on my own or going through this alone. So many people are dealing with families falling apart, maybe because of politics, maybe because of a divorce or separation, maybe because of distance or COVID, you name it. So many people are going through tough things right now. And I have to remember, we are all dealing with a lot this year. This week was not fun. I cried a lot trying to process and reflect on who I am, on my voice and platform and what I truly believe, while also trying to shed childhood hurt that is blurring the lines in my adulthood. I also realized it's in these hard moments that we most need other people, whether in this case it's a spouse or it's a group of friends that know you inside and out. Pain and joy can be shared with others. They may accompany us, but so do other people. So does community and people who love us, who love us on our good days and our bad days, who listen when we cry, who encourage us when we're down. I know that this pandemic is bringing up all sorts of emotions, economic stress, the stress of being confined to our homes, the stress of knowing like here in Mexico, we're entering our second lockdown this year and we aren't really sure how long this is going to last. It's bringing up stress and stressors and all the things. I'm actually reading a book for one of my book clubs right now called Burnout by Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. They are two sisters who write this book all about the concept of burnout, which seems to be extremely timely right now as the definition of burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. And I don't know about you, but I feel like that definition right there pretty much sums up e-learning, working from home, global pandemic, COVID stress, and then the US election is just the icing on the cake this year. It's no wonder that we are all feeling a lot of things right now. It's no wonder that we may be hitting a wall from time to time, month to month, week to week, or every other hour some days. And one of the things that the book talks about is how stress is actually often worse than the stressor. In order to deal with the stressor, you have to first deal with the stress it's causing. And I'm feeling that firsthand this week with so many things. And I'm realizing that I may need to step back to simplify, take things off my plate, take care of my mental health before I can actually deal with what's causing me stress. In therapy, I've recognized that I often have the tendency to fill my time with things as a way to avoid feeling things or doing other things. And maybe we all do this, but I'm working on it. I'm working on myself. I'm working on our marriage and recognizing what is worth holding on to, what we can actually control, and what is worth letting go of. Adulting is hard. There is no manual on this. Oftentimes, what we saw exemplified in our own homes growing up was not ideal. As the more I unpack within myself, 
I realize how much of my own story is wrapped up in a generational story that I was handed when I was born. And I'm, that's not to displace the blame or look for blame. It's simply an observation. And so much of my burning desire to let women's voices be heard and honored is a result of generations of being silenced. So much of my own heart is wrapped up in this fight for human rights and equality that I have a hard time separating myself from the people who try to put out a flame or what we also may call progress in this fight for equality. And I've talked about this on the podcast several times before, so it may sound like a broken record, but it's something that keeps slapping me in the face as I realize speaking up, whether it's on social media or on a podcast or in a blog post or in a conversation, it's not easy. There will always be people, and often people you love, that still hurt you. Being vulnerable opens yourself up for cheap shots and disagreement. We don't always see eye to eye with those we love. And the political climate of the U.S. and the stark controversy brought to light this year with evangelical Christians supporting a man who has, time and time again, belittled women, objectified women, talked about Latinos with zero respect, yet somehow still has the vote of so many white evangelical Christians, it boggles my mind. I can't make it add up. I can't understand this. Yet here it is. It's slapping me in the face quite literally and close to home this last week. And maybe for someone else listening today, you've also felt the disbelief, the horror, the hurt. Maybe there is someone else like me who is simply baffled, who doesn't know what to say anymore, doesn't know if it's still worth showing up and trying to state your case. I got to that point this week and I share that to be vulnerable and to say, I get that this is a hard season. I recognize that there are times or seasons in our lives when we have to let go or set boundaries and protect ourselves. This week, on a more positive note, we finally made an intentional point to have a date night again. And I've written about our date nights on the blog several times. And pre-pandemic, we were all about a good date night, a night we could go out for dinner, go out dancing, and just really enjoy one another. In fact, episode five of Embrace the Musica talks about our hardest season as a married couple, learning how to be parents, but still be lovers and actually like the other person when neither of us were getting enough sleep with a newborn. And it's the episode that gets the most downloads to this day, as I've heard time and time again from listeners that they appreciate that episode so much because it shows that we're not the only ones who have gone through hard seasons. I mean, I started out this episode today talking about this hard season we are all living in right now, feeling like we're hitting a wall. It's been over half a year that our lives as we know it were put on hold. There are moments we all cry and we don't know why. So to make sense of all this yucky stuff that so many of us are experiencing, I thought I'd share today three ways I'm trying to make some lemonade out of some very sour lemons this week. Number one, as I already said, 
date night was so good for us as a couple it's a time even if it's now on our own rooftop patio because restaurants aren't open anymore in mexico and let's be honest we haven't gone to a restaurant in seven months anyways but it was three hours of sweet uninterrupted conversation and connection about everything it felt like we were dating again and let's be real we all know that a good date night always ends well you know what i'm talking about we need that conversation that connection that comfort that connection with the other person we need to remember that we love each other and despite the rocky 2020 I'm so grateful that I can say that I do love my husband more today than I did yesterday, but it's all about intention and making time for each other. Little side note, I know that some of my listeners aren't in a season or a place with a significant other or special someone right now, so don't lose heart and honestly, A good girls' night with a bottle of wine does wonders, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Number two, let go of things you don't need. Let go of situations or take a break from relationships. Put up boundaries. Without going into too many details about this week, I had one of those parenting moments this week in which I realized when I was talking to my five-year-old who had tears in his eyes about not wanting to go somewhere with his friends where I honestly thought he was enjoying, but he was telling me how certain situations were making him feel excluded and uncomfortable. And as a mom, you see these things playing out when you see your son and your daughter being bullied as a parent Like we know that we can make decisions to protect them. Why would we send our kids to a place where they don't feel safe? And it reminded me that we can all make decisions about our lives and about who we are spending time with. And it's okay to put up boundaries. We do it for our kids to help our kids. Yes, we need to guide them on how to deal with conflict in their lives. We will always have conflict. But there are also times that we need to put up boundaries. We need to keep ourselves safe, just like we do for our kids. And then number three, it's okay to feel things. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel pain. It's okay to have joy in your life during a hard season. Give yourself permission to feel and to be whatever it is that you need right now. I talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast as I was sharing strategies on working full-time, raising kids, pursuing a marriage, running, being healthy, while also working on my dreams as an entrepreneur and a coach empowering other women. And a crucial part of our stories involves feeling and pursuing our passions without worrying about the expectations of others. I'm learning that these days, they do feel long and it's okay not to get everything done or have that perfect meal on the table. We are all doing the best we can. If that means ordering pizza one night and Thai food the next, that's fine. 
Just like it's okay to feel things and to let things go, including your own expectations. And number four, one last thing. Just as it's okay to feel things in the season and at all times, it's also okay to take time to process things. It's okay to find a way to release or make time for yourself. I know there are seasons in life in which this feels impossible, but if you need to go run or go for a run, if you need to do some yoga, make that time for yourself. For those of us with little ones at home, it's okay if we have to turn on Netflix so we can get that exercise in or sit with our coffee and a book and a journal. So often, especially as women or moms, I think we feel guilty for making time for ourselves and our mental health or physical health when we're so caught up in keeping the little ones alive or busy or happy. And I talk about this all the time, but I know that exercise is a proven way to release stress. In that book, Burnout, they talk about the quickest way to release the stress in your life is through physical activity. Just as I'm totally leaning into physical activity and exercise during these ups and downs of this pandemic, I also know that taking care of my mental health is just as important. A month ago, I hosted a webinar with a therapist talking about how to take care of mental health in the middle of crisis, like COVID, and it was so good and such a great reminder that we all need to be taking care of ourselves. For me, that means that I have started going to therapy again. I wrote about this a year ago, as there used to be such a stigma for me, and I know for many, around the idea of therapy. But I'm finding having that unbiased opinion in my life, asking me the hard questions about why I feel or react or fear certain things, whether it's based on my childhood or my expectations, it's so vital to understanding all the things. All that to say, you are worth the time and investment in yourself. Just because we are in a hard season doesn't mean that you have to go through it alone. Lean into the people in your life that support you. Take care of your physical and your mental health. So wrapping up this vulnerable episode in this tough season that we are all going through, I guess I just want to say, yes, this is hard and we can do hard things. Figure out what you need, feel what you need to feel, and hold on to what or who you love and who truly wants the best for you. Throughout all these episodes and this journey with the podcast and the blog, my heart remains the same to encourage others, to empower women to tell their stories, and by doing so, inspire others. So please check out DominicDines.com with all the exciting new stuff coming in the new year and reach out if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or working with me in some way. I truly believe that we are all stronger together, and I believe that by telling our stories, we realize that we are all so much more alike than we are different. And by being vulnerable, we can find strength. So much love, everybody. See you next week with another fascinating interview with human rights activist and someone that I admire so, so much. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. 
And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la música. <laughs>